Well, hello, and welcome to the Partner Connection. This is Dell Technologies Partner Program Podcast, and I'm Cheryl Cook. And today I'm so excited to be speaking with Jen Saavedra, who's our Chief Human Resources Officer here at Dell Technologies. And we are so excited to have you join us, Jen, today, because I really want to have a great conversation around a study that was just conducted by Dell called Breakthrough. And it's a really fascinating topic to me. It looks at people's capacity to embrace digital change, helps us think through, pass forward on how to break through that intersection of people and technology and really exploring people's capacity to embrace digital technology. So this study surveyed over 10,000 respondents at C-level to individual contributor employees across business functions, industries, and really global across 40 plus countries. So I am really excited to dig into the findings of this. So welcome, Jen, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Cheryl. My favorite topics, human beings, people, the power of people and technology together. I love this topic, and I'm really honored and excited to share half an hour with you talking about it. I think all of us have clearly lived the reality of the last three years and learned a lot about ourselves, whether it's agility and our willingness to embrace change, but we clearly know that the path forward is going to be different than before, and I've been describing it as business as we knew it has been forever changed. So let's start with the data that was revealed in this study. And we like to say at Dell, we're a data-driven company, but in the study, it was really focused on this do work from anywhere world that we're living in and some of the realities and the challenges that we've all had to learn to deal with when it comes to disruption and change. So when we think about the future of work, and I know this is just an incredibly relevant topic for so many companies right now. How are we thinking about the employee experience, what that becomes, what that looks like? Share with us what was revealed in the study. Absolutely. And I love one of the things that you said, right? As we think about the future, a strategy is never a, hey, let's go backwards. A strategy is always forward-looking. And things really will continue to evolve and we all have to continue to be agile and learn. But we've learned a ton and everybody's lives and routines have changed in a big way over the last few years. Our personal lives, our professional lives, how we learn, how we shop and consume things, how we experience entertainment and relationships. It's all different. It's all evolving. And this has changed. But I'm an eternal optimist, and I believe that change has so many silver linings, and I see incredible opportunity as we look forward to the future. And in the future, we're going to see work and work cultures that really enable and allow everyone to be their best and do their best. We've seen so many great things over the last two years. So as people move to many more video meetings, as most of us were working from home, we all had what we call equal glass, which created a more inclusive meeting. We have had the ability to expand how we hire and the talent pools we now have access to. We've become more global. And in many ways, relationships 
believe it or not, have become more personal. We've literally seen into people's homes and their lives. We've seen pets and roommates and spouses. And in a lot of ways, it's really helped us come closer together. And as we think about the future, we do have to think differently about how we build connection and relationships. That is part of change. But I see that change as positive. And the shift to more flexible work has just been this big change for many in setting this new course of what the future will look like. And I think that's the key is how do we remain flexible? Life isn't predictable. We haven't arrived at a static point in time. Things will continue to change. And the future of what work will look like won't be the same for every person in every role, in every company, in every moment of their lives. There isn't a one approach fits all. And in that breakthrough study that you mentioned, we found that actually 63% of employees want their leaders to better support them with their preferred working patterns, as well as having the necessary tools and the infrastructure and clarity on what does hybrid work mean. This is new ground and people want help from their leaders. This is an area that isn't new to us. We've been engaged in what we call a connected workplace for over a decade. And we believe in the importance of giving team members freedom and flexibility to understand what works best for them, what makes the most sense for their team and the work that they're doing, and really listen and take that time to provide that flexibility. And it's really about thinking about work differently, prioritizing outcomes, thinking about connection. And so it's not so much a matter of where you're sitting to get your work done, you can drive results in a number of different ways and access continuous growth opportunities. So I see it as the great equalizer, making jobs accessible to more people, creating these equal opportunities and continuing on that path. And it takes a while, right? It is change, it's behavior change, it's culture change, it's policy change. We have been on that path for a decade. And so we're continuing to learn, but we're more than happy to share some of those learnings. We did just ask our team members, how do you think we're doing? in this new hybrid world that more and more companies and people are moving into. And I'm pleased to say 86% of our team members said that they believe we're leading the way in this approach to hybrid and that work flexibility is the number one differentiator for Dell Technologies for them. And we've seen that year after year. So I'm here to say, I know that change can be difficult, but it's worth it. Take the time, stay the course and make sure you're agile, listen and learn cultivate a flexible culture, and that will help you attract and retain the best talent, enable a mobile and connected workforce so that everybody can be their best and do their best work. And think about the workspaces so that when people do come to a site, a facility that is part of your company, they can be creative and productive and collaborate. I love hearing you call it the great equalizer because unprompted and unknown, that's exactly what I've been calling it. But in the context <laughs> of like when we found ourselves thrust into this new working environment during the pandemic, it really was a forcing function for all of us to push through our change management barriers because we all found ourselves in the exact same circumstances, in the exact same time, no matter where we were in the globe. So it just pulled down a lot of those barriers, which to you, I totally agree, I think, revealed a real humanitarian side that we all needed and does help us feel a little more connected, albeit different, but in a really compassionate way. And 
We don't sweat the small stuff. I remember being on a conference call and if you heard a baby cry or a dog bark, <laughs> you were embarrassed. And now we want to know the baby's name and we want yes. to know the dog's name. It's actually in a really healthy way needed. So one other thing that we've all been navigating is this war for good talent. And you look mm -hmm. at retaining and attracting top talent, certainly in a competitive environment, but to also enrich the culture and the company that you're here. But according to the study, 67% of the organization felt that it underestimates the real rich power of having an empathetic leader or leaders that lead with empathy. And most certainly, we've all had to be agile and navigate compassion and empathy for the challenges that we're all navigating. So talk a little bit about how that was revealed in this study too, because I find that actually what we live every day is really powerful. I think that's right. And, you know, I think in so many ways, like you said, there have been opportunities of the great equalizer, but we still have a long journey ahead of us. And there are still, we found in the breakthrough study that 83% of respondents say that their leaders overlook different perspectives and viewpoints. That's a lot of people. And more than one in three employees claim their leaders treat staff as dispensable. Nobody wants to feel dispensable. We all want to feel valued. And that 59% said they're still not experiencing fair, merit-based decision-making and equal opportunities in their roles. These are very serious issues and very serious concerns that have to be addressed. And one of the ways that we really stay true to our commitment to have a very inclusive culture, one where everyone can be their best, do their best and achieve their full potential is that we have a culture code and we have a people philosophy. And we know that you can have the best strategy in the world, the best technology in the world, but people are always at the heart and the center of that success. And that we know that our culture and our people are our most durable competitive advantages. And what we found in our own data, we asked people, we have a culture code. We say, these are the expectations you can have when you work at Dell Technologies, what it's like to work here, what it's like to engage with others. And 94% of our team members said that our behaviors are consistent with our culture code. It's not just words on paper. They experience it every day. And that is really important to be a part of this culture where you feel valued, you feel a sense of belonging, you feel included. 82% so that they have the same visibility to career opportunities as their peers. And that's increasing year over year. And that's a commitment that we're making that everybody should have the opportunity to feel like they can achieve everything they want to in their career and that they understand that we're there to support them. And what we found is this isn't a have, have not world. I think there's a lot of media out there that says, what are we gonna do in this hybrid world? that the people that are coming into a site, they're gonna have advantages over those who are not. And what we have found over the last 10 years is that we've seen no meaningful differences, even before the pandemic, for those who are remote or office-based or hybrid in terms of their promotion rate, their performance, their engagement level, or the rewards they get. So I think it's really important as you talked about going forward, making sure that we have empathy, 
that were putting people at the center. And if I said there's kind of four things maybe I could share is make sure you have your team's trust as a leader. That we have found in our research, my leader has earned my trust is the top driver of team members' overall experience working with their leader. Trust really matters. Team member wants to feel that they can believe in their leader and trust that they're headed down the right path. Let them know you care. That gets right to your point, Cheryl, about empathy. 93% of our team members tell us that their leader does show that they care about their well-being, both professionally and personally. It's not just about the work. It's about knowing who you are as a human being. Give clarity on performance and impact. Everybody wants to succeed. Nobody shows up to work saying, you know what? I want to be a, a subpar performer. Nobody wants that. So unless you're having regular conversations with coaching and guidance and clear performance expectations, people don't necessarily know how to succeed. And then make sure, as you said, engage your team in any change management or transformational initiative. A lot of times leaders, we think about, we've been working on this for quite some time, for months, and then we just announce it, move on, and we think everybody will be there with us. Bring people along on the journey with you take time to understand their perspective. And I find that that really helps success. So those would be kind of the four things that we've learned along the way. And I think in, are incredibly important to show that you care about your team members, you care about the culture, and that's how you get to the best outcomes. Well, you said it best, and you really do an excellent job of describing what I think is a very special culture that we have here at Dell. And one thing in the aspect of change management that I subscribe to and I share with my team is communication. I tell them, avoid the void. Because <laughs> in the absence of not knowing and this uncertainty, it's just human nature to fill it with negative speculation and fear. So frequent and honest and open communication about the progress or the journey I think puts people at ease a little bit and lets them at least feel that we're being transparent, right? We may not have all the decisions yet. We may not know, but we give them an update and a status on where we are. And I think that's a little reassuring. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. And one other thing that certainly revealed itself through this process, and I think to the positive also, is just being more openly discussed and talked about now is the critical area and understanding of being compassionate for people's mental health requirements and the fact that each of us respond and adjust to change or stress or crisis in a different way. And I know irrespective of our partners that are listening or companies that we're in as leaders across the world, we're all dealing with some aspect of this a little bit. And I think it's actually a very important topic that was also probed out a little bit in your study. So maybe talk about the critical importance of being understanding and compassionate about mental wellness and mental health. Absolutely. You know, this has been an area at Dell that we've been very focused on for many years. We have a people philosophy, the A, B, C, and D. The B stands for balance, and that's all about well-being. And it's about mental well-being, physical well-being, financial well-being. We know this is really important. But I think to your point, over the last couple of years, everybody's realized how critical that really is to the overall well-being success of your team members and your company. And what we found in the breakthrough study is that more than half 
58% people are not experiencing better work-life balance. So yeah, they may be spending more time at home, but the boundaries between work and personal life have blurred. They're not having better work-life balance. 41% are wrestling with burnout or poor mental health. And over a third are experiencing mentally stimulating work. So that's not a great number, right? You want everybody to feel challenged in their work. And so I think it's really important, you know, starting with that last point, how do you make work meaningful? You don't want people coming in and punching the time card. You really want people to understand how what they're doing matters, matters to the world. We're a purpose-driven company here at Dell, matters to the success and the strategy of the company, matters to communities, matters to customers. And making the connection between what every team member in the company does and the success of the company, the strategy of the company, the purpose of the company is incredibly time well spent. I think well-being being a priority, we talked about that in our people philosophy, but it's really important that every company recognizes that. And that's related to energy, that's related to balance, that's related to productivity. It's not a nice to have, it's a must have. And it's really important, as you said, be in touch with your people. Be transparent. An era of a lot of unknowns and instability and a lot of crises going on in the world, it's better to talk frequently and to be as transparent as you can. And finally, let people know where they stand. People really want to know. Take the time to let them know this is how your performance is tracking. This is how I see you scaling the future. How can we work together to be even more successful? And have you feel really great about your career? And I think those are things that oftentimes may feel like the squishy HR stuff, but it's not. It's really critical to the strategy, really critical to the overall success and well-being of the culture and the team members that you're there to support. It's definitely important. And at the end of the day, irrespective of the title we carry or the role we play, we're all human beings. And we just have to be empathetic, understanding, and respectful of what we're all going through. And I used to describe, everybody used to ask me as a working mother, how do you define balance? How do you strike balance? (laughs) I used to say, well, Monday balance doesn't look like Friday balance. And now it's like every day we have to ebb and flow and be really agile is maybe an overused term, but understanding all of us are going through something different at work or at home, right? Depending on the surrounding family unit we have at home. And I, for example, right now with my recording with you, I've got my chief marketing officer is put to bed so that she doesn't come in and want to participate. So balance just takes a different shape for all of us, right? That's right. And people get energy in different ways, you know, and I think we have to recognize that and appreciate that. And as long as we continue to focus on what the mission is, what we're trying to accomplish, being outcome driven, then the other things we should be inclusive and understanding and flexible around. Absolutely. So one last topic, which I think we were learning more every day and doing things differently, but as a technology company and a company that is really focused on innovation in a company like ours. What words of advice and how do you foster as a business? Many of our partners are running big or small companies serving our mutual customers, but this notion of 
fostering a culture of both collaboration and innovation and staying on the front foot around these new emerging trends and development techniques and modernizing. Certainly we have a host of efforts underway in Dell on modernizing our own world, but really staying innovative in this new world that we're in, no matter where you are. Yeah, well, I think it's more fun to do that anyway. So everyone likes to think of new things, to challenge, to rethink and think differently. And I think that's the key. You never want to just dig in and say, I've arrived. So the innovation should always be there. You should always be asking, why do we do this in this way? How can we do better? How might we think about this differently and rethink? So I think that's just partly mindset. There's lots of opportunities and tools and things out there to help you. But it's also around, to the point you made, collaboration. And that's one, as we get into this increasingly hybrid world, that's an area that we're putting a lot of focus on. Because if you look out there, you know, even HBR had a recent article that said our networks have shrunk by 16% in the last couple of years. And it's not in those day-to-day relationships. If you are engaged in the work with your direct team, you're talking all the time. It's those broader, those looser ties, those broader connections that have shrunk. And what we need to do is make sure that we have means to build those. That's where a lot of the diversity of thinking comes from. That's where a lot of the innovation comes from, this cross-pollination of ideas. And in fact, when we asked our own team members, they said, you're doing great in hybrid, but if there's one thing we'd like you to continue to focus on, it's this idea of connecting with people kind of beyond my immediate work team, beyond the day-to-day work. And so we're doing a lot of things. We're learning, we're experimenting along with everybody else, but even things like watch parties. If you have an all hands, have a watch party so people can congregate and have those conversations before and after the all hands meeting, make connections between the content across organizational lines. We do site events to bring people in our employee resource groups where we have people from different geographies, different business units, other ways that we can really help connect team members to each other beyond the immediate work group and with our culture and values through mentoring and volunteering, all things like that. I think all of that helps support innovation and collaboration because it broadens your horizon beyond the day-to-day that you're in. So a lot of it's about reimagining and rethinking the way you approach things, rethinking the office, find these opportunities to help team members feel like they're part of something bigger and design these opportunities to create these sort of random collisions right, between people where they can learn from each other, share ideas, and really think of that next big game-changing idea for you. I think all great advice and amazingly fun insights that we're all navigating, but really, really appreciate you sharing. So as we kind of are at time and wrapping up in summary here, I always like to conclude with our guests by throwing you a little bit of a curveball. If you could share a fun fact about yourself that wouldn't be on your resume, your colleagues may not know, we may not know, what's a fun fact about Jen? All right. Well, you can decide if it's fun or not, and you'll tell me if you know this about me, but 
it's a little bit odd. So I got a master's degree studying monitor lizards. <laughs> so most people, you wouldn't think the HR person had a background and degree in earlier in life studying lizards, but I studied their eating behavior and and lots, I had like 20 monitor lizards, those really big lizards that I studied at the San Diego Zoo. And it was great. I loved it. Oh my God, that's fascinating. So that's why you just, you handle yourself so well in the zoo at work, right? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I love that. I love that. Well, I'll tell you, Jen, you've been a delight. Thank you so much for sharing your insights and joining us here. And thanks so much for all of your compassionate and empathetic leadership at Dell. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thanks so much, Jen, for joining us. And I want to let everyone know that you can visit our website on www.dell.com backslash breakthrough to learn more about the study that we just discussed. And I hope you're enjoying our podcast. So please subscribe and rate and review and give us feedback. And be sure to join us back in the next couple of weeks for the next episode of The Partner Connection. Until then, everyone be safe and stay well. <music>